Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> everybody, welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello. We have all sorts of things breaking about the PS5. Absolute madness this lunchtime, Ridiculous. Scott. Ridiculous. I was about to run off and get a nice lovely sandwich, and I can't because the Sony dove on Twitter and said, by the way, it's coming in holiday 2020. And also, we've done an interview, Mark Cerny, one of the lead sort of engineer technology type people. He's back again. He's back again, sat down with Wired, and just sort of just gave us an absolute ton of details, from the DualShock 5 to the size of the discs, to the way the SSD is going to work, and whatever. So we're just going to part all this stuff out. Um, it's just fascinating. If you like your technology and you like the future of PlayStation, we're finally getting the first big official deep dive thing. It's just so weird the way they're doing this, Scott. Like, <laughs> it's again a wired interview with Mark yeah. Sony. This is how they did it a few months ago where they announced that they had a console in production and now they're just kind of like, he's another one. Yeah, the PS5's Still coming. It's called the PS5. No, no big event. We're not going to do any big events. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you about them in it's these weird. interviews. We have to pass it all out. But anyway, let's jump into it. So we speed read this whole interview and there's a variety of things to pick from it. And um, first up, yes, the official name is the PlayStation 5, although you could kind of assume anyway PS5 is too easy and too obvious as a logo to not go with mm-hmm. um, disc size is 100 gigs um, they said that the PS5 will use 100 gig optical discs and also that the console will also be a Blu-ray 4K Blu-ray player I'm going to have to start buying 4K Blu-ray Scott, and start, you know, because I've been holding off buying one of those and now it's going to be in the <laughs> PlayStation 5 Ugh. it is about time and I guess we might as well mention uh, the 100 gig thing um, because I was thinking that that meant that Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be the sort of you know average go-to size of a game but keep in mind as you mentioned Josh that Blu-rays uh, max out at 80 gig. Yeah. And hardly any games this generation got that, although exactly. they do go about 40, 50 And gig. Sony did actually mention the interview about a couple of new sort of storage savvy ways they're trying to, you know, optimize the PlayStation mm. experience. He mentioned that games going forward won't just be a bulk install as they are now. You can install either the, for instance, the multiplayer component in instead of the single player mm-hmm. so you can maximize kind of what uh, games are on your system. Because I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but the worst thing about the PlayStation 4 Pro, even, even the Pro with an added hard drive, is having to delete games all the time yeah. and having those massive 100 gigabyte plus installs that you just have to either have there or have none I'm of them on there at so all. I'm so curious what they're going to do with the actual hard drive size because it's not in here. They do mention an SSD. Yeah. Um, well, but- the fact that they're talking about, you know, you can choose to delete certain aspects to me indicates that it won't be much bigger than what we already have because oh, that would so? hike the price up. I feel like it's going to be mm. pretty beefy, but if they're trying to optimize it internally rather than, you know, boot, boof, beef up the... 
beef up the specs. The specs of the system. I got there in the end. There's a lot of tasty news. I'm trying to pass it all out. Yeah, rather than, you know, beef up the specs of the system, I think that, to me, indicates that it won't be much more bigger than we are. I think have. it's going to be a repeat of the past if they don't make a substantially bigger hard drive. I want multiple teraflops at this stage. Like, if, if you've got a 100 gig disk and you're going to ask us to do these massive installs, um, especially if you're going to preload games, digital future, whatever, um, I have to imagine it's a bigger hard drive. But they haven't covered that yet. I would just It's just a hope for the future. Um, they did confirm the SSD thing, though, the uh, solid state drive, which has been mentioned before. Um, but if you want like a real world example of how that will affect gameplay um, or games, it pretty much negates loading times. Yeah. Um, and the example that Mark Cerny gave this for the second time is Spider-Man. Um, and the idea that uh, when you boot into Spider-Man on PS4, if you jump from the main menu to the game, um, it used to take about 30-ish seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it takes something closer to three or four. It's like, it's nigh on, it's that much of a difference. And apparently yeah. that'll be like a huge deal. There's a cool quote at the end of the Wired piece about the next generation is going to be defined by speed and how quickly mm. we can access stuff. And that's kind of, that's kind of really cool because even though we've come a long way from what we were used to with all of these lengthy install mm-hmm. kind of times, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One have kind of they, they've lost the kind of pick up and play ability that the old consoles were kind of defined by. Yeah, like you could just plug in a disc, you can go in an instant. I want that back, and it feels oh. like they're trying to achieve that in every element of the game going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, something like that, I mean, that was the, at the start of this generation, it was like, you know, you can pause and resume, those features came in later. Um, but that was the whole assumption that it would, you know, you would continue that thing going forward. And for the, the most part, one of the biggest appeals of console gaming is instant access to stuff. Yeah. You don't want to be bothered with installs and tweaking different graphic settings and whatever, you just want to play. Um, and this generation's obviously sort of flirted with the idea of being more PC-centric or PC-minded in terms of you know choosing whether you want resolution or performance and whatever. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can get that, they can kind of bring that stuff back. Um, next massive talking point is the controller. Um, they said that it's not uh, confirmed to be called the DualShock Five, um, although it assumedly would it's be. It's going to be called. Why the would you change 5? it at this point? Um, but the controllers had some pretty meaningful changes. Um, first up, it's heavier than the old school DualShock. Um, it also it's been completely changed so that the triggers are adaptive triggers, yeah, and um, where they have like force feedback, which reminds me of. What the Xbox was trying to do with the Xbox One controller, um, but there's a whole bunch of examples given here in terms of if you're playing a game and you draw like a bow back, a bow and arrow, and um, the controller will fight you a little bit so that you're yeah. like, you know, you're pulling it back. And um, they also said there's a meaningful differentiation between uh, like a machine gun or a shotgun in a game. I assume that triggers will feel differently, and um, depending on what you're firing or what you're doing. Um, what do you think of that? Before I go on to, I on to more, I bloody love the sound of that, so, Scott. Because when I was um, deciding whether or not to buy a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One all the way back in um, 2013, the controller was a big mm. Um, talking point for me. I didn't like the previous DualShock iterations, right. and I wor- worried whether this was kind of going to be underpowered compared to Xboxes, because I really liked the idea of having the uh, the rumble in the um, triggers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool idea. But this seems like the next evolution of that. The fact that different weapons will feel uh, differently like from a feedback perspective, mm-hmm. That's that goes a long way. It's yeah. uh, it's something we kind of take for granted. I, I feel like we, um, we sort of fully realized the power of rumble features when it wasn't in the PlayStation 3's DualShock. <laughs> Yeah, I think, feel like after that, uh, now Sony is sort of just starting to embrace all the little things that a controller can do. Because mm. even even though a lot of people don't like the touchpad, I think the sort of inbuilt microphone is a really big addition to the um, PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. kind of th- that console's appeal. When you're in a game and you're you've got an audio log and it comes through your speaker, yep. it feels more intimate. It feels more personal. Mm-hmm. It feels it just immerses you in the game that little bit more. And I feel like these adaptive triggers and stuff will go a long way in doing yeah, yeah, the same yeah. thing. Well, they um, they mentioned as well that the uh, the new 
controller, the new, I'm just gonna call it DualShock 5, has a new speaker and that they're working on that as well. They wanna bring that into the, they wanna, assumedly they wanna do more with it. Um, something like uh, horror games, like you said, has been, like that's a game or a genre that actually knows what to do with isolating you in an experience and playing you something back that only you can hear or whatever. Um, they also said that there are new motors um, in the, the grips, um, which assumedly Yeah, what does go, this mean? I don't know, it just says that um, they had a name for it. It's like auto uh, voice coil actuators. Interesting. Don't know what that is. In uh, in the game, in the controller, and assumedly when you're holding it, I guess it would go alongside the rumble to sort of mimic different, whatever sensation you're, you've got on screen. Um, some other examples of different, um, you know, genre-based stuff that this person got to play on the wide interview um, was a, a character walking through different um, ground textures and that the walking through snow felt completely different to the sluggishness of trying to walk through sand. Um, and just things that you don't realize are missing from games until they sort of yeah. make it part of the hardware. Um, I'm interested in it. I remember when the Switch sort of debuted all the HD mo HD uh, rumble stuff and it was like, okay, that's that's fine. And um, for the vast majority though, rumble and vibration in games tends to just sound ridiculous once you crank it up. Yes. Um, and it just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. goes like, and it doesn't really <laughs> give you anything. Like anyway, it, it ends up not being able to be divorced from the, just the sound of a vibrating item. And so I'm yeah. curious if you can kind of like make that work and make it be part of the experience. But I like the idea of the stuff that he's suggesting. Me too, I hope so. I feel like that's a kind of, when it comes to sort of the PS5, Mark Sony is before that he's looking to innovate in areas that we don't really expect to see innovated. Mm -hmm. Like he talked about audio in the last wide interview and how there wasn't a real jump from the PlayStation 3's audio to the PlayStation 4's and how he wants to remedy that. He seems like those um, sort of developers are tackling aspects of consoles that we either take for granted or we yeah. just sort of, you know, don't think about too much and then showing us how good they actually can be and how innovative and how unique and how interesting mm -hmm. they can make these aspects that we don't usually associate to a console. Like, mm -hmm. we all take a controller for granted, I think. Yeah. Now, um, sort of Xbox with their Elite controller and stuff has sort of proven how much you can fiddle around with that and how much that can impact the experience overall. And I like the sound of this. I love the idea as well, um, like of the different feels or different like feel of a game that like, I don't know, like, you're only limited by your imagination if you're a, if a game developer. And if you're going to make some sort of surface, some sort of level environment that we haven't seen before, it can also feel like something we haven't experienced before. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of that stuff. In terms of like the feel of weapons and stuff as well, something like Call of Duty, like you're picking your loadout, but then your loadout would be, you might be more comfortable with a certain type of weapon. Or yeah. In an RPG, you might want to swing a bigger sword because you'll feel the, the kickback a lot more, um, as opposed to using some daggers, which might be lighter, which might be easier on your hands. Like I like the idea yeah. that the loadout extend, like, extends to us as players a this lot more. Always been that kind of intangible kind of concept of sort of game feeling like mm. the the way a jump feels in a game the way you know one might feel sort of often one feels just right and how you kind of have to just that's that's sort of a passive element of gaming but it's a very important yeah, element yeah. of gaming and I think this kind of taps into that that's mm -hmm. satisfaction of being in control of a game and getting the feedback from it well a lot of people cite like Mario's jump as the best jump yeah and you know it's weird because you can't really you can't really describe it that well but if you play a Nintendo game you know what that jump feels like versus like a jump in I can't even think of any other game with a jump Devil in. May Cry. Devil May Cry. Um, you know, that thing, they always feel different and they always feel more, um, you know, individual and signature and it's like, if you're going to give us that toolkit for developers from the get-go, then assumedly they would code that stuff in. Um, one of the last things that I picked up on is that they mentioned the um, the dev kit that was being used in the, the play session with this person who got to play it um, was the thing that matched up with the leaked patent from a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, the version of the PS5 that looks like a weird jetpack twisted, looks like a 
thing from the Transformers that falls it off. It does Megatron. a little bit, yeah. I'm really up for that. I, well, I, I don't, don't know, know where I don't know where I fall on this, Scott, <laughs> because it does, like you said, look a bit like the armor that falls off one of the dinosaurs in Horizon Zero Dawn when you yeah. shoot it. And I, I don't know, it looks it looks decent, you know. <laughs> it, look, we've had some wacky PlayStation designs before this. I'm not. Is it going to be the final one? No, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Probably not. It's probably not. Um, the yeah. thing is with this, they've said that they've uh, geared it towards cooling, and they want to like you know initially one of the things with the leaks was that they'd made this system that was geared towards cooling so that it can handle all the different things that it'll be doing on yeah. the processor side. Um, something else to throw in here is that it's going to have ray tracing. It'll be equipped with ray tracing, which if you like your technical specs, is the newest way to render light. And it's the good one as well. Mark Sunny cleared up in the interview, I think it might have been the Wired journalist, mm. they essentially said, we have been one, a lot of people have been asking whether it's going to be sort of, you know, the proper fully fledged version of it. Mm. And apparently it is, so that's quite yeah. cool, yeah. I don't know enough about ray tracing. Nor do I. Um, sadly not. There'll be some people in the comments who say apparently it's amazing in the way that you look at the reflections in the water looks different to the water that we've already got. I hate for that. I, I like reflections. Um, but apparently, yeah, looking at the stuff that they've put out, um, I'm so interested in the in the controller field stuff. Yeah. Um, especially because earlier on, it wasn't part of this interview, but they have mentioned 3D audio being a big deal as yes. well. Binaural yes, yes, audio yes, yes. and uh, and that sort of like making games that surround you and something like Hellblade, if you've played it, um, you know, you can dodge incoming characters based on where you can literally hear them coming from. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of that. Just things that play into new genres, new mechanics, new ways to play. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be this excited about it, but I think reading about the new the new stuff, I'm genuinely like, oh my god, there could be a new ways to play that well, blows me away. I again. think it's just because they're attacking um, the PlayStation from a lot of different angles. It's mm. not just about the games or the stuff that's in the console itself. It's mm. a, it comes with the controller, it comes with the UI, it comes with like the accessories and a bunch of other stuff. Mm. I feel like it's holistically just a sort of grander product than what the PlayStation 4 was, which yeah. was very satisfying, but it was very much, this is a console for the players and it mm. just gets the job done and it's very good at what it does, whereas this, is, this seems like they're trying to innovate in other areas mm -hmm. well. I think that the PS4 was very much a Force Awakens. It was like, well, we messed up with the PS3. Yeah. Let's just do the thing we know we can do well. It's for the players. Don't worry about it. We'll focus on the exclusives and the hardware. We'll keep up and it's fine. Um, but at this stage, they're so far out ahead that like they can allow to sort of take a few sort of risks and experiment with some stuff. And so far, based on what's out there, it seems pretty damn promising. What yeah. are your final thoughts, sir? Um, I think it sounds really good. I, yeah. I want to go back immediately into the office and find out as much as I possibly <laughs> can about it. I'm going to have to pre-order it before 2020, but at least now we know it's coming. We've got a lot of information about it. I want to know more about sort of like the UI and the social mm. elements because they did hint towards this. They said about how they were changing kind of like the friends list and what you can see other people playing so mm. you can jump into it more. I want to know more about those link patterns like the PlayStation Assistant and the mad and hologram, the hologram thing, but I'm very excited. It sounds like they're doing a <laughs> lot of cool things and I'm excited to see what Xbox Scarlett has up their sleeve as well because apparently the rumor suggested that was a more powerful console, but yeah. I wonder if Sony's has more bells and whistles to kind of battle it. Mm -hmm. I think going forward it's going to be it's going to be all up for grabs. How do you sort of get the, the vast majority of gamers to look your way when, mm -hmm. we've, when we've pretty much perfected what a video game is, at least as far as we thought anyway. But yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below about the idea of the DualShock 5 and holograms and the state of the PS5 as it is right now. But for now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. I do have a name and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Nice it. I was so, <laughs> I was so aware. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.